and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and a totally dejected, infuriated, Colchester journeyed, still South South Stand legend and bearded legend, but not a happy one. Not a happy one at all. Head in hands, no, Mr. No. Paul Levy. Good evening, good afternoon, welcome everybody. Thanks for uh, for joining us on episode number 26, a rather more sombre and less joyful podcast episode this week, unfortunately. Um, the 1,777 of you who were there, uh, and maybe those that listened and seen the scoreline, will know it wasn't great today, but we will, we've got loads to get through, so without further ado, um, we are now at... 1170 Twitter followers or just over so please keep spreading the word yeah uh, I just meant to go back to your point we mm. are on an Orient podcast and we'll do it whether we win lose, lose or, draw. or draw yeah no absolutely absolutely and you know what as well usually we record um, on a on a Sunday at some point so usually we've had a chance to sleep on it and get over yes absolutely result, but this is still quite raw because we're recording Saturday night yeah. so yeah, it's still quite raw. So, um, yeah, we're on Twitter, at or in Outlook, if you're not familiar. Um, if you're on Instagram as well, we are too now, uh, Orient yep. underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Absolutely. Um, so please uh, check that out. Um, we're putting some pictures up on there. Yeah. Um, if you are not on social media, you're still welcome to email us. We are orientoutlook at outlook.com. Uh, we are getting emails from people abroad now as well, so please tell any friends, colleagues, acquaintances, anybody that you may know abroad who's an Orient fan, let us know, get, let them know so that we can give them a shout out and include them in the Orient family. Yep, so this is episode 26, episode 25 came out last Sunday and thanks for all the responses and all the tweets we had about it, so we're just going to mention a few. So at gingeryid81 said, great podcast again as always. Your comments on injured players playing a spot on and gutted them away for the charity game. Yeah, that was that was announced. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Linden Orient, loved it again. Thanks for the shout out. I'm at Colchester. Be great to get you a drink at the game. Keep up the good work. Cheers for that. Um, appreciate that. Sorry, sorry that we missed you. Yeah, absolutely. Next uh, time. Yeah, absolutely. At Dear Stu said, great podcast as always. That position behind the front two suits Mooney, and I hope he stays there. Baldry should go right back. Yeah, a lot of people um, were, I think would agree with you there. Yeah, at it's V James, amazing tweets and live shows from at or in Outlook, great team. Let's hope the O's fly up the table with all the support they have from us. Totally agree, and thanks for that positive feedback. Yeah, at Cam Chatka FC, just caught another great episode of the Orient Outlook podcast. Great job, thanks for the great dialogue, commentary, and fun. You help us fans from overseas stay connected to the team. And feel as if we are in E10. I think that really summarises the purpose of what we're doing. Oh, so, what we're trying to do and, and the way we kind of see it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Brilliant, thanks for that. Yep. At Leighton James 2, cheers for the shout out on the last episode, boys. Another good listen, keep keep up, uh, keep the work ups, hashtag stay positive. Stay positive, Paul. Oh. <laughs> should be the mantra for this season, yeah. shouldn't it? At David Sears 3, great podcast. Shame you were blocked by Jamie Jones. If only he'd done as a good job blocking the cross for the first rubber room goal. Yes, David Sears. Yes, buddy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Now, friend of the show, Robert Demanda, um, as you are probably aware if you follow him on Twitter, at R-D-E-M-A-N-D-E-R, um, he does anagrams, and he does them very, very well, and he came up with anagrams for us. So, for Steve, he came up with, uh, un, uh, so, Stephen Nussbaum with a PH, Unspent Ambushes, which is brilliant, yep. and for me, Paul Levy, Up Valley. Yeah, very happy with those, Robert. Thanks very much for those. Cheers for those, Robert. So we also received an email from uh, mark-dun-mark.com. Uh, great email, and he made a great point, so we'll just read this out. So started by saying, I really enjoyed the podcast. One point regarding the size of the crowds, we need to make it much easier to buy tickets and also have more seats for kids. I had a season ticket through the 1990s and early 2000s, but marriage and a move to Penner put pay to that. I now bring my 9 and 12 year olds and their friends to occasional home games but we can never get seats in the north stand as they're all sold out so we have to go in in the east stand or west stand where the kids tickets are £15 in advance. If they were a bit less I'd bring more of their friends with me. I know it would result in more adult sales too as some of the dads would tag along. Back in the day the north end of the east stand was the family stand as it's usually empty why not reinstate it. Also buying multiple tickets online is painful as you have to register everyone intending to come as only one ticket per person. I thought that was a great email because i got a, a colleague at work who can never get tickets for the North Stand because it's always sold out because they're all taken up by season ticket holders because he wants to take his kids. So hopefully the club will take his comments on board because he also emailed the club just to say, look, can we not get more kids in at cheaper prices? Because I but, think that's one of the ways that we're already going to have to take the club forward. But don't hold your breath on a response from the club because if... If it's uh, the fans' forum sign-off thing is anything to go by, you're not going to get a quick response, I'm afraid. But um, you know, we we hope you do, and please let us know how they how they react to that. So Absolutely. Then on, on on Tuesday the twentieth, so last week Tuesday. Yep. Barry Hearn did an interview that was published in the Evening Standard, and um, we've we've. If you Google Evening Standard Barry Hearn, it'll probably come up with it. Um, we're going to go through a few of the bits that he said. He, it, it was quite a big interview. Um, Barry Hearn on uh, Francesco Bacchetti said, well, when we did the deal, I said, here's my card. If I can help in any way, phone me. However, he hasn't rung. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, to be fair. Um, Advice he would now give Bacchetti, um, he would say, the danger for an East End club is to be run as an Italian club. And I would say, let's go back to some community values, old football values, and let's understand what League One is about. Let's bring in people with experience of League One. And he hasn't done that. He goes on to add, for whatever reason, a very good management structure was virtually entirely replaced. The assistant manager is still there, I'm not sure in what capacity, but the coaching staff have gone. Bichetti has brought in too many people from his own country. That may be revolutionary, it may be a disaster, it doesn't look great. You have got Italian trainers and physios, etc. Language is a huge problem. Yep, he goes on to say about Slade. said, Russell did not feel it was the same club after I left. I have a different management style. I'm very supportive, very hands-on. I had a very, very good relationship with Russell. And suddenly, he he had an offer from Cardiff. I said to him, you have to do what's best for you and your family. I believe Bichetti would have kept him had Russell not wanted to go to Cardiff. Yeah. Yeah. And if had Cardiff not have wanted him, he would probably still be there. And would have heard and had said the same to him if he was still in chairman when Cardiff came in for him. Probably. Yeah. Because Matt Porter sort of 
I've echoed that sort of point as yeah. well recently. Uh, Barry Hearn, advice to fans. It took me five years to learn. Bichetti has had a roller coaster six months and he needs time. He's successful in business, which means he has a brain. What Francesca Bichetti has got to understand is that League One football club in an East End community club yeah. is fundamentally different from anything else. Sorry, I, was, I paused there because it didn't look like that made sense. Yeah. But the gamble for Leighton Orient fans is, has Bichetti got the patience? Has he the desire? Has he the ambition to see the job out? It's a long-term job. And to that, I'd say, well, that was kind of your job in vetting the next owner of Leighton Orient to make sure that they have got the desire, the ambition, and the, you know, the longevity to actually see this out. Yeah, and that's That what, was his job. And that's what he said when he was sat next to Bichetti at that big press, press conference, conference when he told West Ham to be very worried. I see it in his eyes, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. So obviously, a lot of publicity on the back of that interview. And at... Boatsy um, tweeted us to ask us what our opinion was on the article um, saying, have Orient been sold down the river or are we about to see things improve? And as we've always said with Bichetti, we've taken a stance quite early on, yeah. um, rightly or wrongly, it's our opinion. Uh, we said we've not been sold down the river. F- FB, Bichetti, is running the club his way with his people and time will tell. You know, it's too early into his regime to find yeah. out, you know what his real intentions are, if he's done a good job so far or a bad job, just got to play it out. Hopefully, you know, he sees it as a long term and he has the ambition and he has the desire as, you know, Barry questions. Yeah. Whether he does or not, Different time story. will tell, you yeah. know. We we will see, but you know, be um be interesting. But my, my views on Hearn, um I've got to say, I'm still not sure I've completely hundred percent trust Hearn. In what he says, yeah. um, there's no doubt that you know Orient will be forever indebted to him because he saved Orient from the brink. Um, but you know he's now sold up, and he should, you know sh- should he be doing interviews about Orient now? Probably not. It's too easy for him to say all the things that he said there, and you know he salted Bichetti. So, you know, has has he got any weight on him about that? I'm not sure. But remember, you know the team Slade built that was all built on free transfers. That wasn't Hearn continually backing. Slade in the market that was Slade's wage budget I don't think it was ever increased that much um, but to be fair to Hearn you know he kept faith in Slade when many other chairman would have pulled the trigger true so very, we will see true. we will see that season we nearly got relegated and didn't because was it Notts County conceded a goal in like the 94th mm. minute or scored in the 94th minute to condemn the other team that did eventually go yeah. down we were very lucky we didn't stay up of our own free will but at Kai Showing said great interview I just hope that those in the E10 boardroom accept the comments and build on them yep at Purple Dudders said Bichetti now has a manager he wants in charge which will give solidarity to his project at Dunmark Hearn interview was was good he regrets he didn't mention not having big enough squad last year to stay in promotion spot yep and at Bazo 73 it's a good interview think or feel changes are being used as, as an excuse in part for form this season Slade would have left and would have and would have the injuries even if Barry Hearn had stayed, but it's a completely different club now though. So thanks for your comments on that and yeah. as we said, give the article a read because it's quite interesting reading for any Leighton Orient fan. Yeah. Um, then we tweeted Lloyd James just to see how he's getting on. So we tweeted uh, him asking how it's all how it all is. He said, uh, "Yes, it's going well, thanks. I'm back running and little ball work." But still a lot of work to be done. Appreciate the message. So continue recovering well, Lloyd, and uh, and all the best. And just 
don't injure yourself in training for goodness sake <laughs> yeah can't, be... can't, can't wait to see him back in a in an orange shirt on the pitch but yeah don't don't do anything too mental on the training pitch because yeah. they're, they're, they're falling like flies on the training pitch they are yeah so it leads us on to Wednesday 21st of Jan we were tweeted by at pankp007 saying are diamonds forever Mooney keen for things to settle down at Leighton Orient Newham Recorder so Mooney gave an interview to the Newham Recorder and again quite interesting so we've just taken a few bits and pieces from the actual interview but you can get the entire interview off the Newham Recorder website so Mooney went to say the season so far has been an absolute write-off. <laughs> Fair True. play, Yeah. Uh, in the first few weeks, the place was in turmoil. Nobody knew what was happening with Slade and what was happening upstairs. But I think now it's important we settle down. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a new manager in. We know he's going to be around and we need to stay focused because we have got some really good players. Uh, he also went on to say we've got some big players to come back into the squad as well. And that will only benefit us. Agree, yeah. I feel like I should have maybe said that in an Irish accent. But no, I'm glad I didn't. It's fine. I'm very glad I didn't. <laughs> so, on playing at the front of the diamond, I've been working on that in training because I know I had an idea we would be playing a diamond and that I would be playing at the top of it. I've also been working on shooting from outside the box all week and thankfully it went in. Yeah, that's in reference to his goal against Preston, Last week, which was yeah. a fantastic goal. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm not sure whether Mooney is the man to play at the top of the diamond. But you know he's only played there once. It's got a great goal, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but we'll see. It didn't work. It didn't. We didn't play that today. But he did play behind him in what would have been a, the the point of a diamond. But yeah, and maybe if didn't even had a shot. So maybe if Lisby's fit, then maybe that that will be what Liverpool want to do. Yeah, when they're all fit. So yeah. good for me to see Mooney's honesty. And now it's time for him to get fit, get sharp, and, and get stop shooting. Got scoring those thirty yard lobs, those oh. Mooney classics. Come on. <laughs> Thursday the 22nd of January, the club announced the signing of Neil Erdley on a month's loan from Birmingham. The right-backs played 31 games in the Premiership for Blackpool in the 2010-11 season. Birmingham fans don't speak highly of him, but he's a Welsh international. Yeah. Not so, quite sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, um, so he went on to say that I'm really pleased to be given the opportunity to come in and hopefully play some football. I met the lads and they seem like a very good group and have made me feel welcome, which is great and I'm very happy to be here. I want to play football and enjoy myself out there. I'm keen to get some minutes under my belt and hopefully help the lads up the table. I've not played a huge amount as it's tough to get into the side at Birmingham at the minute, but I'm fit and raring to go and I jumped at the chance to come here when I heard of the interest. Brilliant. So yep. I'm glad we've got a player coming in from a higher league who knows what the English leagues are all about, a bit more of an experienced head yeah. at the back, I think is really important. Yeah, I think I think he could be a very good signing at this level. He should do well. Um, for me, it's obvious that Liverpool doesn't really see Cuthbert as a right-back. And I think the Preston match has only gone on to emphasize that kind of torrid time Cuthbert was given. Although I think Cuthbert's done very well at right back, to be fair, in the past. Yeah. Also, Omo's injury, maybe is it worse than suspected, or maybe does Liverani not fancy Omo? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, does seem like a strange position to bring someone in at, though. I wouldn't say right back was, was, on, was on the high priority list. You yeah. know, considering you've got Cuthbert who can play there, you've got. Um, Baldry. Bald- Omo. Baldry, Omo Pritch who can drop back. Yeah, bit of a strange position to bring someone in at, but you know we'll see. Early seems like he could be a good player, so mm-hmm. we'll see. So we followed that up by tweeting our friend Dean Cox um, <laughs> on Thursday night to see how he's getting on with his injury. Uh, Dean tweeted us back at Dean underscore seven Cox said, "Get my injuries getting better, thanks, mate. Hoping to be in the squad this weekend if all goes okay." Fantastic, yeah, which is great That's stuff. Great to see. Um, on Friday, the club confirmed that Adam Lejdins underwent a shoulder. 
um, underwent shoulder, uh, shoulder surgery. So wish you all the yeah. very best in that uh, in a speedy recovery, Adam. Didn't realise that he was injured so badly that he needed an operation. Has yeah. that ever been common knowledge? Um, I don't I ever remember. Thought, I, I knew he did his shoulder, but I thought it was just kind of time would heal it, but obviously not. So yeah, we wish you no. the best. I'm sure we'll be tweeting you in the next couple of weeks. So if you could respond to us like the other players have, that'd be great to get following. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which leads us on to today. So Saturday, 24th of Jan, we had Colchester away, the big A12 derby. A12 derby, yeah, absolutely. And before the game, at Orient Stats on Twitter, um, came up with some brilliant stats. So we're going to go for a few of them so if you are on Twitter give at Orient Stats a follow great account Colchester United have scored 9 of their 12 home league goals in the second half of matches great stat yeah. Lane Orient have conceded 13 of the 19 away goals conceded in the second half of matches and that comes back to say what we were saying last week about maybe switching off in the second half, half. about fitness concentration and we'd be top 8 if we were only on first half performances yep this season Lane Orient have 17 points from 13 away matches that's the ninth best away record in League One. Good. So if our home form was as good as our away form prior to today, we would be ninth. That's crazy. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Although the two don't necessarily correlate. But following Cox with seven league assists this season is Pritchard with three assists. Dagnall, Henderson and Cuthbert amongst the others with two. I've got to say, there's a lot of Pritchard haters out there. And to be fair, he's playing out of position and he does have the odd... Poor game, yeah. But he's got the second highest assist rate at the club, and even though three is great, still the second highest assist rate. Exactly. Still more goals than a, uh, you know, more contribution than more contribution than, many than right. More than enough. Vincelo. Surprising there. That's a surprising um. Surprising interesting. Stat. Stat. Very good stat. Backs up why I support him. Yeah. So the team was announced today. You want to go through the team? Yeah. So we have Woods in goal. Um, early started first game since signing uh, at right back. Clark and Lowry with the two centre-backs, with Sawyer at left-back. Then we had the new lad Hedges uh, on the right wing, with Lundstrom, Vincelo in the middle, and Cox on the left, with Dagnall and Mooney up front. On yep. the subs bench... Subs bench was Charlie Granger, uh, Omazuzi, as he's getting over his injury, Desena, Lee, Wright, Pritchard and Plasmati. Very so, strong. Yep, so four changes for the O's. So early and Hedges came in to make their debuts, and Cox and Vincelo returned from injury. So... Interestingly, Lisby was out. He was taking a knock. Yeah. Um, Cuthbert's got ankle injury in training, for God's yeah. sake. Again, another one, yeah. But very interesting, interestingly, Matt Baldry, completely fit, not even on the bench. Lots of rumours that Baldry is going off to Peterborough on loan on Monday to be confirmed. But also other rumours that he won't be going anywhere now due to Cuthbert's injury. But we'll have to wait and see. But for me, Baldry was brilliant last week. Yeah, Preston. I'd, I'd have given him that. I would have given him... I'd now be inclined, now that he's actually tasted such a lengthy period out the squad, out of first-team games, I'd actually chance him and put him back in. Yeah. I mean, I think today he would have got on the ball and driven forward. What we missed today was someone that would take the ball forward. Lots of sideways passing and crossfield, and it might look nice in the Premier League, but when you are at the bottom of League One and you need to grind a result out, someone who is who's got the kahunas to take the ball forward yeah. and be a bit daring and take a risk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Someone like him would have been absolutely ideal. So I don't know. I, I in the situation we're in, I'd be up, I'd be upset. I'm not upset, but I think he he could be useful to us. Absolutely, you know, Baldry, yeah, like, like, has the odd thought in the matches, and we know that. But I, I'd be I'd be surprised with our defensive problems if we let him go out on loan, especially to a club like Peterborough. 
Yeah. I'd be very surprised. Don't want it to happen, but we'll see. So yeah, keep your keep your ears and eyes open. Open on that for one. that. Yeah, absolutely. So just as a point, nothing to do with the match. Orient player was playing the Brentford Norwich game for at least the first twenty five minutes. Yeah. Um, There's been so many problems with Orient player. Yeah, so many problems that 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 company that run it need to really sort themselves out. The company called Perform. Um, the later on in Twitter feed put out their email address. So if you do want to complain, uh, go for it. Because yeah. if, you, if you pay for that service, that's that's shocking. Yeah, so, it's a third of a game you've missed. Yeah, absolutely. So and, and often you hear Dave Victor saying, "Oh, well, we can't, this one can't hear and that one can't hear," and you you end up yeah, having very to silly. It's very absolutely silly. preposterous. It's ridiculous. Such a poor thing. So your thoughts on the team then? Yeah, arguably it's a more balanced squad. You know, you've got your two wingers now, your two central midfielders. You know, um, but you know the right side hadn't played with each other before with um, Erdley and uh, Hedges. So you know, it, it it's a very much a sort of see how it goes type of thing but um, yeah as I say Baldry should have played at right back yeah. maybe for um, me I was happy yeah. with it excited to see they're at right side of the team so Edward Bramoria said I'm happy with that we've come away with three points uh, we might come away with three points as we actually have two wingers yeah David Reichard 80 decent side come on boys bring home the points yeah at Robert Lock 39 said nice to see two wingers hopefully they'll supply decent crosses for Moons and Dags Rich P242 said, no Baldry on the bench either. Yeah. Sign his off. Yeah, and Kashoring, very strong looking squad, assuming the new lads perform as expected. Not a bad subs bench either, mm. all things considered. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, at Acquiance, if this team can't get a result, if this team can't get a result, dot, 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 yeah. very strong lineup. Well. Yeah, and PDR, one 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 two. hopefully three points today. Team looks strong, come on you O's. So I wasn't there today, I had to look after the daughter yeah, and the wife. You had the much better day. <laughs> much better day. <laughs> However, Paul was there, and so Paul's going to give you his his match report, so I'll hand over to you, Mr Levy. Fine, so um, Paul from start to finish, neither team were good enough to win it. Colchester took two chances that on another day they probably wouldn't have scored. Um, the first 14 minutes were quite quiet, uh, we then gave the ball away quite cheaply in the middle of the park. Uh, the ball then goes out to their wing. Their man crosses. Cox should have done much better to stop the cross coming in. And somehow that cross makes its way through a, a group of bodies, comes out to Gavin Matthew, just smashes it home yep. on, on the 15th minute, 1-0. Yep. Um, we had a lot of possession today, to be fair. We, we held the ball for, for long periods. We passed it around. A few annoying times that, that Lowry had the ball where... He would then go to clear it, but would be closed down. So he left it too late to clear yeah, it, yeah. Um, and ended up sort of getting close. And, and a couple of them were doing that today. Um, Mooney had a, a an effort. He missed an effort from from close range. I think that was the one where he'd come in at an angle to the goal and sort of cut it across the goal, sort of trying to get it on right. the angle. Um, didn't didn't quite go in. So half time came and went. A pretty forgettable first half. Scrappy game. Yeah. The problem that we've got is that you know we, we've got two wingers that the ball they tried to work it to the wingers, but it, it just wasn't happening. Yeah. Lundstrom doing his nice passing again. Another one that that would have been trying to clear the ball but being closed down, so on and so forth. And it's just a very very moany, whingy game today. Unfortunately, there's nothing really too positive to 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 come from it. Um, Hedges was quiet in the first half, but but Erdley looked good. That's good. That's good. Start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so second half. So second half, very very sort of literally the first minute. I think people still coming up from from the. 
coming back from the bars from the and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what they they call that, but the the gangway sort of thing. So, uh, corner wasn't defended. Casper Gortz gets a, a glancing header, goes in two nil. Um, although we conceded two goals, Gary, you know Gary Woods was, really wasn't tested today. Dagnall yeah. had a goal ruled out, ruled uh, offside on seventy four minutes. I don't think it was offside. I'd have to see that again, but uh, I don't think it was good. Uh, a good decision. Red card on eighty three minutes for the uh, for a Colchester United player. I think it was a studs up challenge on Vince Lowe. Straight red, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a straight yeah. red. Um, strangely, the Colchester United fans booed Vince Lowe every time he got the ball, but. That's quite strange considering there it was their player that that, that yeah, did the foul. Absolutely. Uh, Eighty six minutes, first time we really forced a save from the goal goalkeeper of Colchester United. Um, Larry sh- shoots in anger at the at the very very corner and he gets down really well to to push it round the round the post. Loads of the t- usual time wasting from them as usual. Yeah, and then full time whistle goes and a disappointing, really disappointing today. Oh, I think the fact that the team looked really good. Or Preston was a really good game last week and everyone got encouraged by that. Right. Or the fact it was a derby or the fact that Colchester started off the day in 22nd. There were loads of factors that I thought Owen would walk this game. I really thought we'd, we'd easily win it. Yeah, I Colchester, thought it'd be another Yeovil or another Crawley. I think, I think Colchester I think they lost their last five at home. I think straight defeats. And I, In my head, I just couldn't see anything but an Orient win. And yeah. especially when I saw that side... Announced before the match, I thought we'll walk this. On paper, there shouldn't have been a problem. There really shouldn't have been yeah. a problem. They're two new signings, Matthew Briggs, and then Chris Porter didn't do really much either. Yeah. Um, they didn't really get the ball up to him. So, got to say, great attendance from oh, today. So, there was 5,668 there, but 1,777 Orient fans. So, well done to each and every one of you for getting down That's there. Just under a third, isn't it? Absolutely. What, what great attendance. So, yeah. your thoughts on today's result and the match and the yeah. team? Yeah. Um, two relegation-threatened teams turn up to play a game of football. One of them scores twice. This flatters them, but I think it says more about the team who conceded the two goals without reply. Too many players turning up in body but not in mind. Either that or they're aware of their responsibilities during a game and not, and not doing it on purpose. So they don't care. Uh, I think I think they really need to up their game massively. All the Orient players, to a man, need to stand up and be counted now. Uh, enough of this, language this and change that. You've had the same manager now for a couple of months. It's about time you knuckled down and, and played for your personal pride, your professional pride, because you are professional footballers. I, I think that there's only so much that, that can happen behind the scenes. The minute they cross that white line is the minute that they have to take responsibility for it. And they all come out saying, oh, we must do better this and, you know, we'll go again next week. You know, it's all very well giving us all this lip service nonsense, but it's actually about time that some of you switched on for full 94 minutes or 90 minutes, whatever, uh, you know, plus additional times. It's about time that you all stood up and actually be be accountable we need to see more movement we need to see more from you all I was impressed with Neil Erdley I thought he did well Hedges did much better in the second half uh, Vince Lowe was ineffective Lundstrom passing was okay wasn't great uh, didn't get why Sawyer was substituted for Desena didn't really didn't understand that point because Sawyer had done nothing wrong. Yeah. In fact, he was very good. Yeah. Plus, Marty looked good when he came on for Mooney. Mooney was a little bit ineffective, a little bit quiet. But he, you know, does, uh, plus Marty won lots of headers, and I thought Pritchard did okay. Put a couple of decent balls in uh, for, for Hedges, but yeah, it, it was good. It's funny you say so. Say that. So the Dagnall Mooney for me doesn't work because they yeah. both are the same type of striker. Dagnall Lisby works. Mooney Lisby works. Dagnall Mooney doesn't work because they both make are trying to make the same runs off the same forward. Yeah, I'm not sure I explained it very well. So, but they 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 both play so well with Lisby because Lisby will hold the ball up and then look for their run. 
Yeah. But when Mooney's got it, he's not looking for Dagnall's run. And vice versa. Because he's a striker. Because he's a striker. It's a, it's, it's it's a different mentality. So Dagnall Mooney are probably the two best strikers we've got at the club. But as a pairing, it doesn't work. Which yeah. is why I think Henderson will end up strolling back into the team when he's fit and play alongside either Dagnall or Mooney. I think Plasmati Or Lisby will when Lisby's fit. Or Plasmati. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like Gerard and, and uh, Lampard, isn't or, it? Or if you want to be crazy, you go, you know, if you get two wingers who can get decent service in, you go Henderson and Plasmati up front as a front two and just mm. bombard the... You know, there's loads of different options he can Liverani can go if, if he wants just to. Just got to get the buggers fit. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> so, funny moment of the um, match. Yeah, funny moment. Cole Youth fan singing at us, how poor must you be? I won't use the exact words they use because yeah. it's not, not for this sort of podcast. It's a family show. Um, how poor must you be? We're winning at home, to which many people replied, we lose every week. We lose every week. You're nothing special. We lose every week. <laughs> I do like that. I'm looking forward um, to singing that next Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And it got quite a big laugh from yeah. quite a lot of people. Um, so I, th- I think actually on reflection, Baldry would have suited this game. I think as I said earlier, a player can bring the ball forward. Poor refereeing decisions today. Yeah, a lot of people um, are happy with the refereeing today. And the cost line. us. But again, it, it's, you know, there's only so many excuses you can make, but the... If the referees officials this season have been rubbish. rubbish. Yeah, absolutely diabolical. And um, you know the the offside goal, you know, wouldn't have changed the game, but it would have meant two one. Well, we, um, yeah, or, or one of the penalties penalty, would have done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, w- absolutely would have done. Yeah. Um, and also that I started sort of reading all the social media after. It's not all about Francesco Bacchetti. It's about the people he's trusted to run the club. He has ultimate say, but it, he's not experienced in football, so relies on others who are to do a job. Comments on Twitter blaming the Italians. Again, to repeat what we've said on this podcast before, their nationality isn't the issue. It's the language barrier and lack of knowledge of our league and the players to recruit that's letting us down. Yeah. yeah. I'd also argue how injured are some of the players. Yeah, great point. A lot of people pointing that out. So, you know, do players want to play for the shirt or are they feigning injury? Said it in many podcasts. Said it many podcasts ago. So what do you think? Uh, My thoughts today, well, I didn't go, uh, but my thoughts today, rubbish. Saw the team line up and I thought we'd stroll it. Team didn't turn up today and bitterly disappointing. I think we're definitely now in a relegation battle. So people keep looking at how far we are from six and going, oh, it's only 10 points. For, yeah. for me now, I'm just looking how far are we from 20th. Yeah. And I'll take that now, If you know, agree. For me, some of the players need to start taking a long, hard look at themselves, stop sulking and play yeah. for the shirt and the club that employs them. And if they don't want to, then let them leave. You know, yeah. the... There's players, I won't go into names, but there's players who we all know who aren't playing to their full potential and it look like they can't be bothered. And there's always the same players who always, you go, well, they do well week in, week out. Dagnall always runs week in, week out, you know, to whatever he can. Cox, most part, always seems to try his best. So does Vincelo. But on the flip side of that, there's always players who don't. And it's time for the club to maybe go, look, piss off, essentially. I know it's a family show, but, you know. Um... Mm. Yeah, we can't afford any passengers at the moment. At this moment in time, I would take 20th place to finish the season. Yeah, just to get it just done. Just to get it done. And dusted. Um, so after the game, a lot of people annoyed and aggravated. So we thought we'd ask a question to get your views. And we tweeted, every week we, t- we tweet how strong the team is. So why do we find ourselves in big trouble? And what are the players' issues? Is it spirit? Is it desire? Is it tactics? Is it management? So thanks for all the tweets we had. We can't read them all no. out, but we'll read the selection out, the ones we, we thought were a bit different and the ones we thought made good points. So at LesLK52 
said, I think you've got to say, we ballsed up by not replacing Slade immediately with a proper manager with league experience. That is a fantastic point. Yeah, at Buchan JP, as I said before, journeymen footballers played above their ability have returned to being just journeymen and only just. Yeah. You want to explain that? Well, it's players, I guess, like Henderson and McInerney who have played for various clubs and maybe the motivation and, and the desire is not there anymore. But absolutely f- yeah, fair enough. Point. Yep. At M1, Michael Shea said, Unfortunately, I think it's now reached a stage where we need a completely new team rather than a modified one. Sad, though. Yep. Yeah. At Len Chin Chin 1, I really think some players with so-called injuries are swinging the lead and need to be checked out, just do not want to play. Yep. I think it probably means to be chucked out. Yep, at Hampshire Orient. So they've always been confident we could get away with from the bottom four, but now I can't see it happening. We cannot lose games like these. Absolutely. Great point there. Yeah, at Chris underscore Holmes 24, Bichetti is to blame. Poor player recruitment and irrational managerial appointments have cost us. I don't think you can blame for the player recruitment, but certainly for the managerial appointments. Absolutely. At Mr Peter Simpson said, I think we need to be realistic. There's a high chance we will... There's a high chance we'll go down now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. At Vinny H73, players simply not good enough and teams have found out our weaknesses. Yep. At Kashoing, said never a true word spoken on Liverani's quote. So Liverani, after the match, said, this is a battle now. We must fight until May to avoid relegation. True. Yep. We are absolutely. in a relegation dogfight now. Oh, absolutely. At J underscore Bowie, we were decent. Manager... That knew the league, that new League One football away from promotion. Don't know if the players want to play for Fabio Liverani. Great point, and you made a point for, before about him giving instruction to Vincelo and Vincelo walking away, not really understanding what was there. Shrugging shoulders, apparently. Yeah, that, I mean that's just. That's, that's what I think Jay said that. I think Jay said that just, in response to Amrit. That's just bizarre. Yeah, uh, at Mike Brown music. So teams just love to press us, and the back four then crumbles. We can't defend. Our defending from set pieces is absolutely shocking. Spot on. Mike, spot on. Yeah. Back four, yeah, see every week at the moment. Yeah. But then, like Graham said to us last week, is that not the midfield letting them down? Yeah. So not midfield, giving them yeah. the protection that they need, which I'm utterly inclined to. I don't think Lundstrom's good enough. I really don't. I don't think... Or if he is good enough, he's not the sort of player that we, we can afford to have. We need someone that's going to sit there and shield. So a perfect example of that... Um, I, meant to, I meant to mention it last week, but I forgot, is that Bristol City went out and signed George Saville on loan from Wolves. So Saville was an instrumental player last season in taking Brentford up. He, he dominated the midfield when we played him at Brisbane Road. And he went to Wolves from Chelsea for, for quite a lot of money. Anyway, he can't break into the Wolves team. But we've got as much money as Bristol City in terms of a wage structure, I would imagine. And surely Wright and Lundstrom's wage combined is less than Savills. But I don't understand why we aren't going in for players like Savills, like of that higher quality than Lundstrom. Because we don't have the people with the contacts to get someone like George Savills. It's so annoying. Because Savills a London boy and a complete, complete, complete obvious player who we need in the middle of the park. Mm. Got Vincelow, who's going to win your balls and chase everything down and going to be that man. But we don't have that player who can thread the balls through. And for me, that's Savills. I'm just glad we didn't get him. So sorry to take that a bit differently. I just no, no, that's week. fine. Um, at Valencia underscore Orient, not sure injuries are the problem. If you can't defend set pieces, then you are in trouble. We can't and are. Problem all season. Yeah, disappointed to see another set piece goal conceded today. Uh, at Hampshire Orient, again, made another great point. So we've put, we don't normally put two pe- the, t- the same tweets in two people on the same subject, but we are with this guy for his tweets on this. 
He said, they are pro players and they have a responsibility to do their job on the pitch. The inability to mark someone or take a decent corner is unacceptable. Totally agree. Totally agree. For example, how did Josh Wright end up marking Jay Beckford last week? And how can you not take a decent corner? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. At the Authentic Gaz, I've always clung on to the thought that our squad has enough about it to get out of this mess. Not anymore, I don't. Yep. Sad face. Sad face. At Bradley Ackers 95, said, what are we doing to the officials pre-match? They seem to hate us. More poor refereeing decisions. Yeah. At Boatsy, I think we need to regroup and stay together to get out of this mess. I think you're right there, Boatsy. Really do think you're right. So, unfortunately, um, today's result leaves us uh, 22nd in the league. We dropped two places. Yeah. Uh, Colchester uh, move above us. We've played 26 now. We've won six, drawn eight, lost 12 with 26 points. We're three points from from safety as we've got a much better goal difference than crew. Yeah, absolutely. So, positives and negatives from this week. So, we're still going to do them. There's not many positives, but we'll go through them anyway. Yeah. So, positives. Hedges looked good. So, what are Hedges, you know... Hopefully we can keep hold of him for a bit longer than a month. Yeah, and, see a you know, bit more of you. Once we get him fully, you know, integrated into the team, could be one to look out for. Same same with Erdley. Erdley done well, had had good reports on Erdley. So hopefully again, once he gets fit, gets to know he's back before he plays with on his keeper, you know, could be a good one. Um, and lastly, we've mentioned it before, but great away following. Yeah, 1,777, yeah. almost a third of the crowd. Fantastic. So well done for going. So, negatives of the week. Another defeat to a team that's around us. Uh, Inability to defend set pieces in the midfield. No creativity. They seem absent at times. There's no protection for the defence and no real support for the attack. Yeah, great point. We made that last week. The midfield have got to be doing more. You know, should Cox be cutting out that cross for the first goal? Yes. Yes, absolutely. He should have done. Definitely. Absolutely. Instead of watching the ball go into the box, Dean, you need to be cutting them out, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, they're the negatives for us. So next Saturday is our next match. Yeah, um, Scunthorpe at home, a massive game. Nineteenth in League One. Scunthorpe. I mean, they changed manager when we did. They appointed a good British manager with good experience in League One. More to the point. More to the point, and he's got them out of there, and they've yeah. got three games in hand over us, and they're above us. You know, yeah, they're a team who we should easily be above on paper. Yeah, know, easily be above above them. I've got to say though, there's people pe- tweeting tonight about not going next Saturday. But for me, that's the complete wrong attitude to have. You've got to be there. You've got to be singing loud. You've got to get behind the boys. Staying away is going to do nothing. Mm. And, you know, you're only hurting yourselves by not going. Mm. You know, if you've got a season ticket, if you've already paid for it, why not go down there and support? Yeah. You know, Brisbane Road's going to have to be your fortress, you know. It's quiet enough at the best of times. Yeah. So get yourself down there, sing up, get your shirt on, tweet your seat. <laughs> yeah, tweet, tweet, tweet your, your seat. Tweet your seat. So, Scunthorpe are, as Steve said, 19th in League One. They've played three games less than us. They've played 23, but they've won eight of those, drawn five and lost 10. So, they've got 29, 29 points. If we beat them, we go above them. Yeah, but then they've Odd got goal two, difference, they've but got, then they'll have, they three, games have three games in hand. But on still, us, so. massive game. Yeah, so stop moaning, cheer up. And get yourself down there. I think the other problem is that teams around us won today as well, or at least got a point. Absolutely. It's still very tight, though. It's still really tight. tight. Yeah, it's five points. Really three games, and, and you're really... Two or three game win run, and, and you're really out of the danger. But anyway, we, we, we've taken up enough time. So Absolutely. So that, you, that's you, about it for this week. Have you got the song lined up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, th- thanks for joining us for episode 26, everybody. Join us next week for episode 27, where we'll hopefully be a lot more upbeat. Um, <laughs> Sorry about... Yeah, sorry about the... Uh, this is like, slightly it's, it's quite sombre. This is like a dark studio album. 
Yeah, this is well, like the horrible acoustic breakup album that you that you knew was coming, but you didn't want to listen to. So if you pers- <laughs> if you persevered with this with our with our dark album, hopefully next week will be a return to form pop shiny commercial Fair. album comeback. Um, <laughs> so yeah, as always, we look forward to hearing from you during the week. Keep in touch with us at Orin Outlook or Orin Outlook at Outlook if you want to email us. Sing up for the boys. Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. When you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now.